Welcome to another Nerdy Sermon Rewind. In these videos, we'll be tackling games, TV shows, movies, anime, etc. that might not be totally trendy right now, but are absolutely still worth talking about. Maybe you're new to the anime scene, or maybe you skipped past this one before giving it the try it deserves. But this video, we'll be discussing the subversive classic Puella Magi Madoka Magica sometimes shortened just to Madoka Magica. In this series about magical girls, the last thing that fans of Sailor Moon and the like were expecting was a grisly dark fantasy about exploitation and violence. Hey God, if you're there, my life sucked. And it all started with a wish. We'll be tackling that element in this nerdy sermon on how we misconstrue the purpose and possibility of prayer. It's not magic and it's not wishing, but it is supernatural. Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, or welcome back, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and never forgetting where you are when that scene first happens. I am your nerd pastor, Date. If you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're gonna be starting this one with our scripture for today. Our scripture is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses five through 13. As always, we'll be reading from the NRSV UE. That's our preferred translation here on the stream. It's what's gonna be on the screen. It's what our liturgist will be reading. Speaking of which, our liturgist for today is Splash Force. So take it away, Splash. And he said to him, suppose one of you has a friend. And you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, Lend me three loaves of bread, since for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set for him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me, the door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get out and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Search him, you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and for everyone who searches, finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone who among, who among you, if your child asks for a fish, would you give a snake instead of a fish? Or if your child asks for an egg, would you give a scorpion? If you, then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let's be real. I'm going to do my best to not spoil the entire show here because this is one that you absolutely must watch for yourself if you haven't seen it before. I don't care if you like anime or not. If you like good stories, this is one of my favorites and its subversion has yet to be outdone in my book. However, the crux of the sermon here relies on several of the major plot twists that are really best experienced with a blind eye. So consider the best bits of the show spoiled by this one. Really, go watch the show. Puella Magi Madoka Magica is a magical girl anime, but not like the ones you've seen before. The show is set in the fictional city of Midehihara, Japan, and follows the life and times of our protagonist, Madoka Kaname, and her BFF, Sayaka Miki. In a strange course of events, they meet this weird, adorable, perfectly designed, cat-thinged Kyube. I want you to make contracts with me and become magical girls! Kyube reveals itself to be a companion for magical girls and offers to turn Madoka into a magical girl in order to get one wish granted. So no matter how enormous your wish, it most definitely will come true. In the event of the transformation to the magical girl life, Madoka would be given amazing powers, but would agree to use those powers fighting evil witches terrorizing the city. The encounter is interrupted by a mysterious transfer student named Homura Akemi, and the contract isn't completed. Noticing that the duo of young impressionable girls aren't sure if they want this life or not, one of their upperclassmen, Mami Tomoe, offers to show them the ropes. Thank goodness. And she does, and it's amazing and wonderful and graceful. And Mami is so cool and powerful. And then she gets beheaded by a witch in front of their eyes. And everyone watching the show is like, 
what, what just, what? What? All of a sudden, we learned that this show isn't glamorizing the magical girl trope of Sailor Moon. It's pointing out that this life is filled with suffering and pain, and that it ultimately leads towards death, likely a grisly one. We then meet another magical girl named Kyoko and learn that the wishes of the magical girls don't exactly turn out how they might hope. Like any wish, it typically bites them back. Then, the real twist of the century happens. We learn that these witches that keep appearing are, in fact, created by those that are tasked to destroy them. Whenever a magical girl's MacGuffin soul gem becomes tainted by despair, they transform into a witch. Kyubei, that beastly little thing, explains that whenever a girl agrees to become a magical girl, she gives up her life, dies, and then becomes the soul gem. We traded our souls for our powers and a destiny of battle. And then that girl becomes a woman by having enough negative experience Experiences, which first off, chill, Kyubei, that's not what a woman is. Then that mature woman is a witch. It's more fun in kanji. It's like a little wordplay, but that's just a fun bit of lore. Skipping over a ton of episodes and lore, the ending of the show reveals why Madoka matters and what she can do to make this disastrous cycle of death end, and it all has to do with wishes. What is the wish which you would trade your soul for? Mommy wished to not die after a car accident, but ends up alone and afraid and dies. Sayaka wishes for her love interest to be healed, but then he falls in love with someone else. Kyoko wanted her father's sermons to be heard by more people. <laughs> I mean, and he dies by suicide after learning the truth. Every wish we see turns up badly. And that's why Homura wants Madoka to desperately not make that wish. But what's Homura's wish? We learn this whole thing is actually a time loop based around Madoka. Homura wanted to save Madoka and wished for a loop until she got it right, but she keeps getting it wrong. In doing so, Homura made Madoka the most powerful magical girl to exist. You are the center of karmic destiny for many different timelines. Because the literal multiverse is based around her. This wish, meant to save Madoka, wound up centering the cycle of death and pain around her very existence. To say that the qualifier of this anime is that wishes are bad would be putting it incredibly lightly. But then the script flips again and Madoka makes her wish and finally decides to become a magical girl. I wish. But her wish is the basic equivalent to wish for more wishes. She breaks the cycle with a paradox. From the past, present, and future. And the story ends with a reality no longer based in pain and suffering, but instead in possibility and grace because of the sacrificial wish of Madoka. I could make a Jesus metaphor there, but I won't because we're gonna talk about wishes. With that, let's turn to our scripture for today. This passage comes from the Gospel of Luke and is immediately following the moment where Jesus teaches the disciples how they should pray by using what we now know as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then Jesus realizes they probably still don't understand because of course they don't. Jesus begins to explain why this prayer is the way that they should pray. Jesus says, suppose you have a friend. We'll call him Branthony. You go to Branthony at midnight and you say, hey, Bran, I need three loaves of bread because I have another friend and I don't have anything to give them. And then Branthony responds and says, hey, leave me alone. I can't help you. I'm asleep. The door's locked. Go away. And then Jesus says that Branthony will eventually get up and help because you were persistent in asking. Weird anecdote, but let's continue and let Jesus get to his point. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who searches, finds. Everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Let's pause for a second. Is that true? I would say this is perhaps one of the most misconstrued passages of scripture out there. Christians do not understand prayer 
by and large. And I might argue that this is the largest leading cause of harm in the church and leads to most leaving the church and deconstructing. Prayer isn't a magic wish. It isn't a genie in a bottle. But this scripture seems to mislead people into believing that it is. More on that soon. Let's continue. Is there anyone among you, Jesus says, if your kid asks for a fish, would give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, would give them a scorpion. They ask for a PS5 and would give them one of those like bubble ring toys from McDonald's instead. Of course not. Then Jesus closes with the censure. If you who are evil know not to do this, then surely the father who is perfect would know exactly what you need. What's going on here? Why is this necessary? Why is it so confusing? I could do a dozen of these videos on prayer, so don't expect the whole thing to be explored as fully here as it could be, but let's look at this chunk in particular and see what Jesus is trying to get across. First off, what's the deal with Branthony? This is an example of how we as humans are broken and not interested in being inconvenienced. But even we, in the end, will get up to help our friends when they make a request of us. Consider God, who is perfect, Surely, God will help us regardless of any perceived inconvenience of our humanity. So the point of this is our prayers are never a burden to God. Second off, what's the deal with the asking, seeking, and knocking thing? What's happening in each of these scenarios? Pursuit. The impetus is on us in the act of prayer. We are the ones asking. We are the ones seeking. We are the ones knocking. So prayer is not an inconvenience to God, and prayer is a pursuit of God. So last but not least, what's the deal with the hashtag bad dad situation going on with the scorpions and the snakes? Again, this is an appeal to our brokenness of humanity and that even we know not to give our children something dangerous. So maybe the McDonald's bubble ring toy is a bad example because it's not actually gonna hurt them. So how about we just use McDonald's coffee before the whole like caution, this is a pretty hot lawsuit thing details. The point is that this is God we're talking about, and God knows better than we ever will. And even we know not to give our children things that will harm them, and thus our children have faith in our wise provision over them, and we should have faith in God's wisdom as well. So, prayer is not a burden. Prayer is about pursuit, and prayer is about faith. Let's now take a look at how prayer is presented in toxic examples of the church. Fortunately, I think the first one is pretty safe. I think every church that I know of presents prayer as being free and not a burden of God. Lord, I hope. Let's at least have that one. But in a lot of churches that I know, prayer is not presented as a pursuit. I personally blame the historic revival culture where the believer's prayer was sold as a line and hook methodology of soul saving, but we're not really pointing fingers here. There is a whole generation of people who were taught that prayer is only done when we're saved, in case of emergencies, before dinner, and at bedtime. But prayer is to be done without ceasing and in a means of establishing and continuing a relationship with God. It's not a break glass in case of emergency tool. It's a continuous relationship with a God that knows what we need and wants to know us better. And then finally, prayer is not a miracle cure for whatever thing you might be hoping will happen. I also kind of blame revivals for this one, to be honest. Not saying miracles aren't possible, but the commercialized sensationalism of tent healings have confused believers into thinking that Jesus only works through the hands of a preacher during a ticketed event and not through the faithful sacrifice of Jesus alone. Prayer is not instantaneous. It is not a wish. Prayer itself does not imply a miracle. It implies faithfulness towards a God that knows what is good. In the face of trauma, illness, and disaster, this doesn't make sense. But I would argue that's more the fault of tricksters that sold prayer as that kind of package. Jesus doesn't say anything about it. Ask and you shall receive. 
not ask and you shall receive exactly what you want in exactly the way that you want it. Prayer was never a Sears catalog. Sears catalog is so easy to use, you probably will. That's a dated reference. Prayer isn't the app store. There's an app for that. Where you get exactly what you want. It's not an exchange. It's a faithful pursuit of a God that loves you in a way we cannot even comprehend. Shows like Madoka do the hardest part of the work here in convincing us against wishes. Wishes are bad. Wishes aren't the answer to pretty much anything. The whole point of wishes is that they don't work in the end. We try and attribute it to like a trickster genie or a liar wish granter, but the truth is that the wishes don't work because of us. We don't know what to wish for. We are the problem. What's needed is not a quick fix, but a long-term solution. But what does any of this actually mean for us? today. Prayer is a complex topic to wrap our minds around, and this video is already running long on the few points that I tried to make here. The best way that we can explore prayer is in community. I know I mention our Discord in every single one of these videos, but I, I really would recommend joining the server just to experience the community of prayer that exists in our prayer requests channel, because that is where we can experience the fruit of prayer in that space. Most don't turn to that space expecting some kind of miraculous healing on the spot. They go to that space with the knowledge that a loving community will surround them and support them right away. And what is this? It's an emulation of the love and support that God offers us in a relationship of prayer. This is a pale comparison of what it's like when we pray to God. The community supports you in a way that only is a drop in the bucket of how God is wrapping their arms around you in that moment. I would recommend that you explore prayer and if needed, deconstruct those lies that you've been told about prayer, starting with the two that we tackled today. Prayer is not instant and prayer is not magic. Start there and feel free to ask any questions in community here. And if you want more of these videos talking about prayer, let me know down in the comments below and we'll see if we can talk more about it because it really is one of the most confounding parts of ministry and of our walk with Christ. With that, whether you are a magical girl, a witch, or <laughs> even a cube. Your bodies are such fragile containers. Know that you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy weeks to join us on these nerdy deep dives. If you want more of what Checkpoint Church has to offer, we stream every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday over on twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Church. We have a ton of fun over there. Or if you want more right now, then you can go join our Discord where we're probably hanging out, having prayer requests shared, like I mentioned earlier, or just talking about the latest anime or TV show or whatever's going on in that space. We may be getting lunch together. There's all sorts of things happening over there. I recommend joining either one of those, which I'll link down below. Hey. If you watched this far in the video, then odds are you probably liked this one. So if this is the kind of content that you want more of from Checkpoint Church, be sure to click that thumbs up button. Let us know this is one that was special to you and we'll make sure to do more of these in the future. If you're looking for other nerdy sermons to watch after this one, then maybe I would recommend Grieving in Wakanda Forever. That really presented a good example of how we grieve and in the problems of grieving, but also in how we move past those problems. Uh, and that's just an interesting thing that kind of ties in with prayer because we don't always get prayers that we like, right? Or go check out Thor Love and Thunder for another example of where media kind of pokes fun at one of the concepts of Christianity that has been confused or misconstrued through some bad theology. Or you can go watch Executioner and Her Way of Life, which is a really good anime from last year. And we talk about why the church always messes things up and why they're always kind of the bad guy in stories like that. Any of those three would be a good one for you to check out. 
Hey, quick question for you. What is your favorite magical girl story other than Madoka? Which if that's your favorite magical girl story, you know, kudos. But I, I grew up adoring Cardcaptor Sakura. I don't know what it was about that show. Something about the wand, something about the transformation, something about the like cards that brought into it because I was probably super into Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh at the time. It just really did it for me. That is one that I haven't watched the reboot, but I really remember enjoying the original growing up. With that, we're gonna end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there. Regardless whether or not you go to church, don't go to church, uh, love God, don't love God, don't believe in God, hate God, hate church, none of those things change these three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you watching this video at any point in time. Number one, that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you, we want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube, Twitch, and Discord. And number three, really that you, yes, you, matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, until the next time that I see you, whether it's over on our Discord right now or on Twitch on Monday or back here, same time, same place for another of these Nerdy Deep Dives next Sunday. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye! Okay. Ah, yes! I am what? Does that say poop? Does that say poop? No! Oh, what? <laughs> Yo! Hold up! The poop button explodes? What are they feeding those cats?